God is into the individual and that that individual's heart is turned to the living God. And so through this fellowship, we've got so much to be thankful for. If you think back through the years since you've connected, since you joined us, um, you know, God has really built our faith with that wonderful encouragement that we've received. The ones that have practiced these things have seen great strength come to their life, great deliverance. We've seen great answers to prayers. Uh, we've seen people delivered. We've seen people healed. We've seen people strengthened. Uh, we see people prosper and be in health. And so we got so much to be thankful for, guys. And when we count our blessings, you know, count our blessings, when we're thankful to God, when we look back at the past on a good light, not a negative light, we're not looking at the things behind, but the things that God's done, you know, and we delight in the testimonies of God because, like, when we see in the scriptures, you know, there's nothing but testimonies of the living God and his acts through his children. And so today we have these wonderful living testimonies of God's acts with us right now. And so God wants us to be established in the present truth. What is the present truth? The present truth of what God is speaking forth right now into your life, into your heart. When you receive these words as the words of God and not as the words of man, and you take it to your heart, simply take things to your heart, and you begin to practice this, then you start to see the benefit and the fruit start to blossom from outside of you. But first, it's got to get within inside you. It's got to come alive in you. This wonderful truth that God has given to us has to be living in us. We're to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. Our soul is our will, our mind, and our emotions. What makes you you, okay? But you've got Christ in you. You're a new creation in Christ now. Behold, all things are brand new. We don't go from our carnal nature, but we are to be led by God, which is the spiritual nature. The Christ in you is that spirit of God. It's called Christ in you. That's the name that it says in the scriptures, right? But it's the spirit of the living God living inside of you. And you are very powerful people. So when we receive these wonderful heavenly words from God and we walk with God, then that is everything is activated within us. And when we practice the things that God is encouraging today for us to do in the manner that we do it, then we start to grow. We start to grow in strength. Then our eyes become enlightened. We start to see what's happening. We start to see God's vision. We start to see God's direction. Our faith is built. We're encouraged. We're walking by faith and not by our five senses. We're not going by what we see in the senses world, what the people are saying in the senses world, what tradition is saying in the senses world, what religion is saying in the senses world. But we got a direct access to God. We got that direct connection. And God wants us just to stay focused with him. When we delight in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. God wants you to delight in him. He wants you to go to him every day. And no matter how we feel, we can just turn our hearts to God and we can praise him and be thankful for, number one, being alive, that we got breath and that we know God's got a plan and he's got a purpose, he's got a vision, he's got a direction. But we just need to get God's revelation to our heart of what he wants us to do. And God wants us focused. He wants us to have those blinkers on. You know, we're not looking to the left, we're not looking to the right, we're not looking to this narrative, we're not looking to that narrative, but we're focused and we keep a one-track mind on God. 
Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. With all the distractions in the world, with all the different uh, doctrines and everything out there, you can be so easily lost. And this world is as a wilderness. But when we got those truths of the Heavenly Father, when he's working and energizing us as we go to him, because he's always working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So God says, be still and know that he is God. Cease from all this activity and your mind here, your mind there, like with Christmas, it takes a bit of vision and it takes a bit of preparation. We have to think about presence. So we need to use our mind. What can I get so-and-so? What does this person need? How can I bless that person? And when we give, even in the giving in Christmas, it shouldn't be with pressure. And a lot, lots of people give with pressure because oh, I, I better get this, I can't leave them out. And then it doesn't become a joy. But when we walk with God, he'll show us what to do. He'll show us how to utilize our finances so that it can spread very, you know, very far because we've honored God with our substance. We've kept him first. We're looking to him. We're letting him work in us. We're not going by our carnal mind, but we're asking God, okay, God, what can I, like for instance, what can I get Kim? And uh, there's many different things flying around and she's sending links here to everyone in the parent chat. I like this and I would like that. So I just said to Kim, just send me a list of the things that you like, the things that you desire. And from there, I can walk with God and ask him what to get you. So that's how I kind of do my shopping. And then so I got a rough idea of sizes, colors, shapes and all this type of stuff. Like she likes jumpers and she doesn't like him hanging around the neck like I got this one on here. So it has to be precise. She's very awkward to buy for. <laughs> but she knows what she wants. She's a woman that knows what she wants. So then she can paint the picture to me by communicating those things to me. And then that gives me a direction to follow and know I know what to get. And it was quite funny today. I had a one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, so I had to go out after this one-on-one -on -one and I went to the shop. And Kim had sent me a WhatsApps message. And in the WhatsApps message was, it was funny. I've got to show you because it really is uh, really wonderful. And it is significant to what I'm sharing. Um, where's Kim? Get detailed. So Kim, so she's got here. Right, so, so here, I didn't know whether you can see it. She's got pictures of clothes. And she put, so not very much left. I put the items at the back in Sainsbury's, that's the shop we go to. The jeans are such and such a size, and I put them on the second shelf down. A few ideas, although I don't think it will still be there tomorrow, not much left. If you go to Leanne's, get my parcel, right? So she's left me this message. So I went on a treasure hunt around the shop looking for all these items. So I got the lady in the store that works, and I said, look, these are the items. Could you direct me where they might be? And I showed her the message. So I found all of the items bar one because it had already been gone. But it was quite funny, but it just reminded me that God gives us instructions, and he'll show us what to do. And when we follow those instructions, then we get to the jackpot areas. So like every item I found was a jackpot. Oh, this is a jackpot. I got it. Oh, wow. And I was so happy. Like I was really happy. I got what she wants. And I found it. She hidden it. So like she put everything at the back of the rail rather than at the front. So someone would come along and just take it. So... So the things that she'd start, it just helped me get going, knowing what to get her. And so when God puts thoughts and ideas in your hearts and minds, when you follow that direction, 
then you get the jackpot. You hit the jackpot with God. So when we pray for laborers, God encourages us in the scripture. Jesus Christ encouraged, said, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth the laborers. So to get those laborers, that those hidden laborers, right? Because we can't see them in plain sight. We pray to the Lord, Jehovah of the harvest. So Jesus taught his people and the people around him to pray to God, not to him, but to pray to God. So we go to Jehovah, we go to God, and we pray to our wonderful Heavenly Father for that one laborer that is equal to a million. That one laborer, a laborer is a person that's not only confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and believe God raised them from the dead, but a laborer is someone that desires to move with God, someone that desires to learn, someone that desires to receive instruction. Like we see in the scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It comes from inspiration of God to the men of God. And these things were recorded down by scribes. And it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, how to believe rightly, reproof when not believing rightly, correction which is back to believing right, that the man of God may be perfect, you know, fully equipped unto all good works. So the words that we receive and the words in the scripture, the things that are addressed to us today when they're preached, when they're taught. Now, you don't have to get your Bible to teach because if it's, li- it's living in your heart, you have the implanted word in you. And God can give you that fresh bread right now. He's talking right now, like right today, right this minute. Everyone that has spoken, I listen for the voice of God. And at times, some of our own things come in there. But if you listen to what's being said from each individual, you'll see there's a message from God. And he's given direction because he doesn't just want us to come here and just like chat. Like, you know, we can all speak and so or we can all preach. And it is about the preaching and the teaching. And the teaching is like when Nicodemus came by night, he sought out Jesus Christ by night because he was a Pharisee. So he didn't want to see the other Pharisees seeing him go to Jesus. Right. And he sat down with Jesus and he was humble. He was meek. He was deciding to really know is this the Messiah? And, and you know, and he must have had faith that he was, because then he started to ask him questions. You know, what must a man do to, to be saved? Like, you know, what Jesus said, you must be born again. You're, you're a teacher, don't you know these things? And then he explains to him further. But obviously Nicodemus carried on, even though there's not a lot said about Nicodemus. We know at the burial, he was helping Aramophia, Joseph of Aramophia, with the burial of the body of Jesus. so he stayed close he stayed close and he was listening and he was following the disciples that followed jesus they were disciplined ones a disciple means a disciplined one someone that received instruction and followed that instruction but the great thing about our lord jesus christ he done all the work like when we read matthew you read the book of matthew all the way up to chapter 9 to the point when Jesus Christ looked looked around him with compassion because the people were without a leader. And then that's when he encouraged. You got the inspiration from God to say at that time, you need to pray to the Lord of the harvest. Do you think Jesus prayed to the Lord of the harvest? He certainly did. And he also prayed, who are my disciples? Who are my key leaders? And then he picked the 12, right, to be with him. So he'd done everything that God put in his heart to do, and he spoke everything the Father put in his heart to speak forth. 
Now, when he spoke, he that we know there's only one recorded record of Jesus opening up the scriptures that were handed to him. And then he found the place where it is written. So he knew where it is written. And then he said, like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, healing to the uh, recovering of sight to the blind, to set the captives free. That's the only recorded record we read that Jesus opened the scrolls and taught from them. In fact, actually, he read it, rolled the scroll up, and then he stood up and then spoke. And then he spoke by the inspiration of God. And he actually was quoting Isaiah, that, that record there, the spirit that was upon me. He said, this day, this prophecy is fulfilled in your ears. Now, you imagine if we were PFAL grads going back then, listening to that, we'd be like, well, how can he say that? Where is that written? You know, but they, he spoke it. He spoke it forth boldly. Now, he, everyone didn't agree. They chased him out, right? But he done what the father put in his heart. He didn't lie. He was honest. He was pure. He was tempted in all things like as we are yet without sin. But he was bold to declare what the father put in his heart. When he sat down, the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plain, he would refer to many scriptures. He wouldn't go to them. He just referred to them. Have you not read? Go and read the records yourself in Matthew 5 and other places. Just go and read what, how he communicated. When we look at the life of our wonderful Lord Jesus Christ, how he communicated, you'll see he was speaking by God. And we're to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we got the Spirit of God, so we can walk like him. And the scriptures say that as he is, even right now, at the right-hand side of God, so are we in this world. So when we get this picture in our mind, then we've got a direction to follow. We can start hitting the jackpot. Like, I got the jackpot pajamas that Kim hid for me. <laughs> I got the, the jackpot, this thing that she put aside, a pair of jeans. You know, she knows what she's getting now. But uh, the point is, she pointed it out, because I don't know all the sizes. So she helped me understand what sizes and what kind of things she liked and it put me in a direction so the words that you're getting now is a direction for you to follow so that you can get the results that God wants you have just like I got the results that Kim wanted me to get right so it's just a little example to highlight a spiritual truth that when we receive these heavenly words when we receive this encouragement whatever way you want to say it right when you receive what's being <coughs> spoken forth and take it to your heart and then you take it to God, like, you know, Father, yeah, oh, I see what Lawrence is saying. He's, actually, this is in the scriptures. So when we start practicing the things that we've been encouraging on here all this time, like we practice, okay, you, you speak in tongues, like you speak in tongues very much once you're born again, then what we do with new people, we get them to speak in tongues. And then we encourage them to speak by the Spirit. Now, when we get them to speak in tongues, you can just say to them, you don't have to take them through a class. I, I, I took the classes, but I spoke in tongues way before them. I took the class when I was 20. I was speaking in tongues when I was 16. No one taught me. I desired to do it and just began to do it. So, and then even in the church, when I was going to the Pentecostal church, when I, like the very first time, I got inspired to stand up and speak in tongues because people would stand up and speak in tongues. Someone would sit down. Someone would kind of give the interpretation, even though it was just a word of prophecy. I got up, I spoke in tongues, and I interpreted. No one instructed me with that. No one, I never even knew I had to do it that way, but I felt that I wanted to do that. And I spoke in tongues, and then I just interpreted it. And everyone was saying, oh, you got the gift of tongues. 
and you've got the gift of interpretation. Wow, the Lord has blessed you. <laughs> and I thought I was someone special because I could speak in tongues and interpret, not just stand up and speak in tongues. And then there was another time I was in the church. I just got up and I gave full word of prophecy, just like I do on here. So God is just really <coughs> wonderful. And when we allow him to lead us, even when we don't know, I didn't know nothing back then. Let me tell you, when I was 18, and when I was with my first partner, we was uh, church leaders. We were leading a youth group. I was playing the guitar. And then we get the kids with us, and we get these songs together, and we're performing for the church. And then they had witnessing days, what they called them. And I went out with this one. So they paired us up, and I was put with an, another young girl, because they wanted us in pairs. And uh, so I went out, and she had a curved spine. <coughs> and I always remembered, like, you know, these ministers that would say, be healed in the name of Jesus, you know, all this type of stuff. And she said, Lawrence, would you, she goes, before we go uh, speaking to everyone, would you minister to my back? And then she just lifted up the back of her shirt to show me she had a brace on for this uh, curved spine that she had. And I just put my hands in her. I just commanded it to be healed in the name of Jesus. I saw like, I had great faith. And I just said, yes, you can, you're going to be healed. And she was healed. Her spine was perfect. Everything, literally, she was made whole in that time i was 18 years old didn't know nothing didn't take any classes just knew the things about jesus christ and that i could do the same work i knew that back then that i could do the same works and always desired them and then there was another young girl she couldn't sing so when she sung she was totally out of tune she just couldn't get a pitch and she come up to me really concerned and her name was allison i never forget her and she's come up to me she said i really want to sing like you and so could you could you pray for me? So I just put my hand and I said, okay, focal cords, now you be healed. And then she sung perfectly and she was in the actual, she's actually was in the church choir after I left that church. So nothing is impossible with God. And I wasn't instructed in anything because God is working in us. And so now we know this way from the scriptures. This is how God wants us to walk and live. Now we can be very productive. So I've just been following what I've been encouraged to do with all of my heart unto God. I do all of this unto God. And I say to God, I want to see results. If this is from you, there's got to be fruit. There's got to be a manifestation of what you're saying and a result. Well, let me tell you, there is. When you speak in tongues, you grow. You grow inside. You're energized all the time. Even if you don't feel like it, when you open your mouth, his words, the heavenly words, fly out of your mouth. All you've got to do is open your mouth. You might not feel like jumping on the fellowship, but when you do, and then you're asked to speak and you don't feel like it, man, those heavenly words come. So we're not moved by feelings. We're not moved by sight. But we open our mouth where our trust is in God that he's going to fill it when we open it. And he certainly does do that. And he's a wonderful, loving, heavenly father. He's not uh, condemning anyone. If your heart is to God, even the people that maybe have it wrong in different denominations and churches, there's many great people in all the different denominations, in the Roman Catholic Church, in other churches, and even in your Latter-day Saints and, and all Mormons. There's people with pure hearts for God. And we're pretty, we could be pretty judgmental because they don't have the rightly divided truth, <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, if you're walking by the Spirit of God, just like Nicodemus, the Pharisee, went to Jesus, he had a humble heart, and he asked. There's many people like that out there. 
don't look at their denomination, their background, where they come from, what they look like, what they don't look like, whether they look like a tramp, whether they look like a rich man, it doesn't matter. When you walk in love, see, it's the love of God that energizes the faith within us because we love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then we're to love others as, as ourselves. So it doesn't matter where the people come from, okay? But if someone is asking you questions, you take them seriously. You take God seriously. Father, what would you have me say? And then you boldly, and that boldly means freely, freely say what needs to be said even if they don't understand it i'm freely speaking on here i'm not concerned if you think i'm right or wrong but this is from a pure heart of love for my heavenly father and a love for his people that i want to see each one on here really benefit by number one being on here number two by receiving these words and being focused just like kim gave me that picture and the instructions where she left everything i just followed it and i got the things that she wanted right when we do what god shows us to do when we get his vision in our heart and mind and then follow it you know it is like it was like walking by faith getting that stuff right because there's a big shop massive shop you've got a food section you've got a clothes section and it's massive but i found every item apart from one item that was already must have been purchased so the point is god is with us and he needs listening ears see people's ears can be dull because they're they're not they're just hearing they're not listening are you just hearing are you judging everything i'm saying right now because if you are you're not going you're missing the heavenly glory okay if you're looking at the stars you're going to miss the moon if you're looking at the moon you're going to miss the glory of the stars so we keep our eyes focused with god we keep our mind tuned in to the frequency of the heavenly words from god when we keep that focus and we receive these words meekly then you start to become established as you practice so as you practice speaking in tongues as you practice honoring god as you practice speaking you know like speaking forth the heavenly words from god let him work in you don't try and do it from yourself from what you know your knowledge your intellect from what you know about the scriptures let god give you those words you'll find loads of scriptures that come out of your mouth because it's in you it's in you and it comes from god this is what builds the faith now if you're judging your faith is not being built right now because your heart's hardened to what's being said there's a veil over your eyes but god says now be humble receive these words with meekness and then go and do them like be humble have a need for me do you really want to serve me do you really want to love me do you want to prove that love through your actions not just your words not through your emotions not just through those things because we can all get loved up and emotionally fight they all do it in the churches and lift the holy hands but what's the fruit in your life are you producing are you producing fruit within you and god in your personal walk and i'm sure you are i'm sure you are but now we want to see some evidence outside of us through the life lived walking with god so when you begin to practice these simple things that we've encouraged and not everyone on here does it right so the honoring god not everyone honors god not everyone gives where they're being encouraged you're getting the best food in the world right now from god right and not everyone um connects like this connection is so vital see on this fellowship it's for everyone to listen to but on those one-on-ones when you call or when i call when i call for my connection when i connect with my leader 
It's so powerful. It's life-changing. But what happens is the enemy likes to throw a curveball. And you're, you're moving in the right direction. All of a sudden, oh, come over to this fellowship. We're really wonderful, loving people. And we've rightly defied the word. We go for all the Hebrew and Greek. We do it like we was taught in the past. And, you know, we haven't got much fruit, but we love God and we want to do these things. Come on, look at the fruit. It's got to be abounding. God wants us to abound, not stay in a one place for many years after year after year. He wants us to abound in faith, abound in grace, abound in laborers, abound in signs, miracles, and wonders. We don't seek them, but they definitely follow you if you uh, are doing what God puts in your heart, if you're being led by the Spirit. Paul was led by the Spirit. Don't forget, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. You knew that law inside and out. He was the top. He was the creme de la creme, as they say, right? He was the top man. And uh, he was passionate about what he knew until he had an account with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God changed his life. And then there was a few years he wasn't productive because he was learning. He was growing. God was building him up inside, making him pro uh, uh, fruitful and prosperous inside with this wonderful spiritual wisdom that God was revealing to him and then he was led by God and when he started to follow what God was showing he wanted to go there and God says don't go there you go here when he led when he was led by God then great outreach occurred he spoke boldly when he went into areas where there were Jews he went into the synagogues then he reasoned with them out of the scriptures Right, so what he was doing, he was going to the scriptures and saying, look, this man that you crucified, these are all the prophecies concerning him. This was the man. You crucified him. And then many believed, some didn't, some doubted. They had all different kinds of rights, and, and many believed also. Okay, so it's like the guys that were, uh, these were more nobler than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily. These were people that knew the scriptures, but if they searched the scriptures, wasn't Paul teaching them from the scriptures? <coughs> of course he wasn't. He was speaking by the Spirit of God. Then they went to the scriptures to check out what he was saying. Now, what I'm saying, you go to the scriptures and you check them out because it would be verified if you do it with God. And so that's all Paul done. He was speaking by the Spirit. He knew the words. He knew the law. And he would preach to them then they would go to the scriptures because they were, that's how they were. That's how they, they'd done it, you know? So they checked out what Paul was saying with the scriptures to see whether those things were so. What Paul was saying, were they, was that really right? Now what I'm saying, you can check out. Go to the scriptures. How did Jesus Christ live and move? How did he walk? This is who we follow. This is, this, we follow that examples. We are called followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what was Jesus' manner? We know Paul's manner, but what was Jesus' manner? He listened to God. And he wasn't concerned about anyone's opinions or doctorate degrees. And he confronted them because he confronted them. Number one, some of them, maybe they were sold out to the enemy, but some of them could have a change of heart. But he said it as it was, as God showed him to say it, whether it was tenderly, whether it was harsh, not harsh, but like directly to their hearts, Re reproof. He reproved the Pharisees because why did he reprove the Pharisees, guys? 
because these people were supposed to be they were supposed to lead God's people to go to God and they wasn't they kept them under bondage and their traditions so we can have traditions have you been following a tradition ask yourself that question have you been following a tradition of man's ways well this man said this and we've always followed him and what happened look at the end results so God has made it very easy for us to see very easy for us to follow and all I would say to you you don't need to go to this fellowship that fellowship this fellowship that fellowship because you will end up being confused and God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all the churches of the saints where God has connected you that's where you should connect because you're going to be benefited and you're going to be blessed and so God wants you to have a one-track mind on him <laughs> right he wants you to have that one-track mind on him that focus and then he wants you to receive the words you're being encouraged he'll help you through things that you find challenging like he helped me there was many things I, I couldn't grasp because of the way I was taught beforehand but when I started to uh, practice the simple things that made me see oh this is really working this is producing fruit I better listen to the next things that are being said okay could you explain this to me what you was teaching I didn't really get a full handle on it could you take me further in it that's a humble heart searching for truth I'm born again but I still searching for truth and that's what I want it's the truth that sets you free and even Jesus said if you continue in my word then you shall be my disciples indeed then you shall know the truth because you've been doing it practicing it then you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free indeed so i've been following this way since 2020 since i come back from india and things are happening and it doesn't listen forget about the numbers there come like we've seen with danny and amber they started just then just those two their very first fellowship was just them two the next week they had their key labor come that quick and look at it now so God is doing this wonderful work don't be distracted there's many things going on you've got so much to be looking forward to this Christmas time you're going to be with your families you're going to open your presents but God's giving you the greatest gift he wants you to unwrap it and use it and the way that you unwrap it and use it is by keeping your focus with him see this Christmas coming I'm going to enjoy it with my family but my mind is always on God I'm thinking what's the next thing God I, I, I'm just he's just wired me that way you know I just want to move with God I want to see great things happen not too much about uh, interesting about the rest and uh, but I know I need it and I know my family need it and I do need it with my family I'm looking forward to it but my mind will always be thinking okay God where's the next laborer what can I do for you how can I serve you give me today my before ordained work if there's anyone that needs encouragement father I'm free here I am send me I'll speak I'll do your bidding so it's up to you you can go with the masses or you can follow the few which will turn into the masses because you'll be following God's way and I'm so happy with my life as it is today and I've never been in a, I'm at the best place in my life 
as a believer before God because I know my walk with God I hear his voice I'm recognizing God more and more I'm recognizing the things that he gives me to speak into people's lives they come to pass and are happening that's fruit that is fruit people come to me and I'm saying stuff to them and next minute it's coming to pass like wow they come back what you said in the one-on-one oh my god Loris happened the very next day so there's lots of testimonies on those things as well so when we're humble when we're meek when we just relax God God will lead you into the all truth the spirit of God in you so we can relax and we don't have to be threatened we don't have to challenge everything my gosh come on the just shall live by faith not by sight so this is what I wanted to share and I love you all very much so bless your hearts